0: Six On my third GQ cover Your new shit sound like you do covers On all of my oh shit, oh shit I'm devoted to making sure that shit goes unnoticed
1: Welcome back No Clue Podcast, episode 87 We are back Happy New Year This is our first episode of 2020
2: Yep, 2020, we're here
1: And I'm one of your hosts, I'm Mike
2: I'm Tyler, welcome So hasn't been much music since our last, since our twenty nineteen podcast. So we're just gonna, just sports today for those. That's what happened last year too. Yeah.
1: That first month was kind of slow. Yeah,
2: yeah. All right. Um, new coaches, big games, wild cards.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a good time to be a football fan.
2: Yeah, this is the best time of the year.
1: Depends on what team you root for. I guess I should put it like that.
2: Right. Where do you want to start? You want to go in chronological order?
1: Yeah, let's go game by game. Uh, Texans-Bills, right? That was the first one? Yeah. That was the only one that I didn't see any of, like, in real time. Okay. Uh, But as far as seeing the highlights... I mean Deshaun Watson.
2: Let me let me start let me start with this first. I'm going to get to Deshaun, but Josh Allen played magnificent in the first half. I mean, he looked like <laughs> he looked like he's going to be an MVP candidate in the future. That's how good he looked in the first half. But then second half, he just completely choked. I don't understand and I mean, Houston's defense didn't change. He just did nothing in the second half. And when he did do something, it was reckless. Or, uh, you know, it's like he was trying a little too hard to be spectacular, which I get it when you're losing. Sometimes you got to do something spectacular, but he was getting out spectacular by Deshaun. It's easy. I mean, he was amazing, man.
1: I mean, he, those, those like plays that nobody else can make. Yeah. He's got that in his bag.
3: Yeah.
2: He breaking tackles.
1: I will say both teams deserve to lose this game more than win. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like I think Saints Vikings, you could kind of make a case for either team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get to that But uh, as far as this game There were so many mistakes in the second half Yeah Just both teams looked shook To be honest
2: And the crazy thing is The first half um, Texan, The Texans played like trash Right And I mean What you're saying they looked shook That was them turning it up Which is right, crazy Right. That's how, that's how bad I mean It looked like two teams that were Almost too evenly matched that they both looked bad. Like when yeah. evenly matched teams go against each other in any sport, they can either look fire, like the game is going to be fire, or both teams just look bad. And that's this is one of those both teams looked bad situations because it looked even for most of the
1: game. Yeah, no, I know. To your point, I am excited about Buffalo moving forward. Yeah. Uh and again it's it's just, he's just, Josh Allen's a second year quarterback. Right. Now, I I'm not disagreeing that he collapsed, but it's expected. Yeah. Uh and I think Buffalo has a good culture just like the way they've played for the last number of years. Uh mm-hmm. they've been good defensively as far as I know forever it seems like. Yeah. Uh, and if Allen really is like Allen, obviously is gonna be the key. Right. Uh, but I, I like how he plays with with a certain energy that I like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he does.
1: And they kind of feed off of his like big plays.
2: He kind of has a Brett Favre kind of game to me.
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's a good comparison.
2: It, Brett, some of Brett Favre's plays were like, "Yo, if someone doesn't catch this." <laughs> this pass was complete trash, but then right. someone might catch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'll throw it up, and whatever happens, happens. But it's it looks like controlled chaos, which right. is fire.
1: And Allen's yeah. got that thing kind of like Favre of He's not really accurate yet. He'll throw an accurate pass at times. He's not yeah. really mobile, but he'll break a few tackles at times. Yeah, it'll
2: surprise you with a little short run. That- right. Yeah,
1: yep. That was, that was a fun game, man.
2: It was. This was a, I mean, this is a really competitive round. One of yeah. the more competitive oh, yeah. rounds I've seen.
3: <clears throat> yeah.
2: What else you got to say about that game? Anything?
1: Um. Who, who are the Texans matched up against? Uh, Kansas City, I believe.
3: Ye-
1: no. Is it Kansas yeah, yeah, City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kansas it is. City, yep. Okay. Do you give them any shot to beat Kansas City?
3: Yeah, I do.
2: Because it's just going to come down who who outscores the other team. Cause it, that's the they're t- going like, to get theirs.
1: I agree with you, but it's only because of Deshaun Watson. Yeah. like Nothing else about them. Maybe DeAndre Hopkins, but he doesn't have enough of an impact for me to just single him out.
2: He's nothing without... Watson that's the problem.
1: Right. So then, if Watson outplays Mahomes, I think they could have a chance.
2: And you know, that's one thing that and it probably shouldn't be a criticism, but for me sometimes when there's um sometimes the wide receiver can make the quarterback and sometimes the quarterback makes the wide receiver, you know? Yeah. Um in this case they're pretty even and it's kind of, it's different compared to other teams. Like, um, you could argue the receivers made Tom at certain years, not every year, but certain years. Um, you can argue that with Garoppolo right now with Kittles. Uh, but you can't argue that with Mahomes cause Mahomes has a lot of targets and he finds all of them. You can't argue that with Lamar cause I don't even know who the best receiver is on, the Ravens, um, so I think when it comes to Kansas City and Houston, that dynamic is going to be really important. Who makes who in this game? You yes. know what I mean? Because if Hopkins isn't there, is, is 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 Watson gonna like you know still take over, and vice versa? You know, Julio makes Matt. Um, you know, Ryan. Matt
1: Ryan, yeah. Yeah, it's, It'll be we'll interesting. I just there. The other thing is, what Houston team will show up? Yeah. Because if they, they can't afford to do what they did against Buffalo, if they can't afford to be atrocious in the first half and come back. Right. Because Buffalo was only up 16-0. If you play that bad against Kansas City, it's 35-0. Right. So if they can put a consistent game together, which they haven't been able to do, uh. I don't know, we'll see.
2: But, Buffalo's defense is significantly better than... Uh,
1: I agree with that, yeah.
2: So, I think that um, although it was 16-0, would they really have zero in the same situation against Kansas City's defense? I don't know. And with you
1: how know? bad they looked. Yeah, it's possible. Possible, but we'll see. Yeah. That's that's Man, I can't wait for that game.
2: Yeah. It's, it's some good matchups man oh yeah all right uh next game
1: Ooh, tom's rough uh last game with the new england patriots
2: <laughs> you think it's his last game with no you?
1: i i actually don't i don't think it is i think
2: people are hyping that up. yeah i, I like...
1: think people are so just i don't know why they're so ready for him to leave
2: i don't know why either
1: they're acting like him and Belichick don't get along. Like him and Belichick seem to like never get along unless they're winning Super Bowls. Right. Uh, I
2: mean, Belichick obviously seems like a you know complete jerk other times. Right. So I don't know why it bothers people when someone doesn't get along with him. Surprise, surprise. He none of the reporters get along with him either. So I mean, yeah, I I think I think they're fine. I think he's gonna be back there. I think. You know, I don't know anything past that though, as far as his performance goes. I don't know.
1: Oh man this this was this was a hard game to watch.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: Uh, because, and we'll get into the star of the game, obviously, but uh, nah, there. This game was fourteen thirteen at halftime. Yeah. And that n- it didn't change until nine seconds left in the game. Right uh and it it was hard for me you had this feeling that the patriots were going to win the entire second half
3: yeah
2: they were moving i mean i mean they, they were making it's like they would make a big play every possession right but not <laughs> take it all the way you know
1: yeah and it was just uncharacteristic mistakes yeah like i just things you don't expect from the patriots we kind of saw like they didn't capitalize on the Tannehill interception. Right. Uh, they they had again drops galore, but but it's like I hate this narrative that it's either drops or inaccurate quarterback.
2: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it was both,
2: <laughs> right?
1: I mean, you know, and the on...
2: receivers have to get open, right? It's not like they're they're always open, and it's up to the quarterback to just find
1: them. That's not how right. it works. Yeah. And like everybody remembers Julian Edelman's big drop and it it was huge. It was. Uh but you followed that up with uh, Tom Brady making a terrible throw.
2: Edelman played like garbage by the way. And in the clutch. Yeah, I agree. The fourth quarter he played like trash.
1: In the second half just in general, he had that one big catch and and was just terrible outside of that.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: But let's talk about the Titans a little bit. <laughs> Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean it's really the Tennessee Derrick Henry's as far as I could tell. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've dude, I I don't remember the last time I I saw a running back carry a team in a playoff game like that.
2: He's like uh Calvin Johnson as a running back. That's how he looks. Yeah. He looks so much bigger and stronger than everybody.
1: (laughs) He's it's interesting because he's I don't think he's that fast. But all of a sudden, he comes out of like the 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 lines, and he just explodes past people.
2: He's explosive, yeah. He That's goes, what it is.
1: His change of speed is so good. Yeah, it is. Uh, and, and he he has that Zeke thing of always like every time he gets tackled, he gets you an extra couple yards.
2: And he probably has really good vision because he's you know looking over the line, six yeah. four. So I mean. <laughs> Yeah, man, he's a freak. That's the only way to describe him to me. A freak.
1: Dude, he, these last, like, this last month, he has established himself as a top tier running back. Yeah, I agree. And at at this point, you have to pay him. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, as far as the market, I don't know, the running backs is is weird. But you gotta pay a guy after a performance like this.
2: Especially when you're, um, all of your other positions are in question you know the one thing that you know is that derrick henry is the best player on the team so that's who you pay you know your quarterback they don't know who their quarterback's gonna be next year there's no way they know the receivers mm, they got like one or two that they you know know they they can keep but the rest of them uh, they're expendable He's the only one that's not expendable on the whole team, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yeah, that rookie is, is pretty good. Uh, Brown? Yeah. Uh, But, he's yeah, he's a rookie. He's not like, you know, the next Julio Jones or anything. But there, There'll be
2: another one just like him this draft. Right. Know? Yeah. There won't be another Henry. I mean, he's a monster.
1: You know, it's interesting. I thought Tannehill's stats looked really trash. Mm-hmm. And, and that interception kind of was... But I yeah. thought he actually played fairly well. <laughs> yeah, he did what he was supposed to do. He he managed, even though he threw for ten yards, <laughs> he somehow <laughs> managed to make a number of big plays. Right. And that third that third and two that he just took off with. Yeah. And that was like that was that practically decided the game. Yeah. Because it gave him an extra first down, and they were just. That was like that final possession that ended up eating a ton of clock, uh, but I, I, the Titans overall just looked well prepared.
2: I agree; they did look well prepared. Uh, That's my, a good way to put it. Another
1: guy, you know, Henry established himself as a premier running back, but I think Mike Rabel has put his name on the map as far as coaches go.
3: Yeah, I agree.
1: Because that that uh, the whole wasting clock by just picking up penalties. Mm-hmm. uh i was like man not a lot of coaches would do that right because you give him the ball and it there was a again there was this feeling that new england had the game
3: mm-hmm.
1: like tom brady just needed one every time i just kept saying he needs one possession he needs the next possession and yeah. it just never happened their defense held up every single time
3: yeah man
2: and and his tom's receivers just let him down every time i agree and there were sometimes you know they when the announcers not the announcers but post game talk they were talking about Tom but like no one was open like legit no one was open and yeah. that's not Tom's game right. he's not he's not a make something out of nothing guy he's like if you're open you know you're going to get this ball right in your chest that's his game he's not mahomes he's not jackson or watson is like okay no one's open i'm going to figure something out that's not his game
1: To be honest, they did him dirty this year. Yeah, they did. Like, he wasn't great at times, and some of that should be on him. But, again, you can't ask a 42-year-old quarterback to be Patrick Mahomes. Right. He's never been that.
3: (laughs)
2: Right. And that's what it seemed like they were asking him. Like, clearly no one is open. Like, he's not going to throw a left-hand pass in the game when, you know— He's not going to do it. That's not his game. Like you said, he's not going to be Mahomes. He can't.
1: Yeah, man. And to be honest, everything looked bad offensively. It did. Like, their running backs looked washed. (laughs) Washed in his second year in the league. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, last year they were the best running team in the playoffs. And this year they literally, did they run the ball effectively more than maybe once or twice all year? No. Right.
3: That I
2: thought bl- Michelle was going to take over this year.
1: Yeah, and that blows my mind. Uh, yeah. Uh, they looked really bad. They got to upgrade. They got to hit free agency hard. Yeah. They can't do that shit of, like, we'll pick up that guy that nobody wants for cheap. No. And just fit him in our culture. Like, no, dude, go out and spend money. I Your quarterback has been taking discounts for over a decade. Right. Go out and look what the Packers did. The Packers got key free agents and now they're a top tier NFC team. Yeah. Like, you gotta be aggressive with things like that.
2: However, if Tom does leave, <laughs> if he goes to the Browns, it's over. Instant championship, instant Super Bowl. And that's what people want him to do. He's not gonna do it. But I'm just saying if he did ugh, come on
1: man. Dude, I, I think the the favorite like the favorite pick for everybody that's not the Patriots has been the Chargers.
2: I've heard Chargers and I've to heard me that's uh,
1: so trash.
2: I've heard Chargers and Dolphins.
1: I do not want him to go to the Chargers. I don't want to. You know go what to the I Chargers. would like since you said Cleveland was just kinda like out there as a prediction? Yeah. Come to Dallas. <laughs> what can you imagine? Can you imagine him in Dallas? I don't think he would play. That'd be crazy to me. man, Dak is sit. I don't care. I'll sit Dak if Brady shows up. <laughs> I I mean And it's not like Dak has to sit for well, if Brady shows up, the it's likely Dak is leaving.
3: Right, yeah. And obviously
2: if Dak leaves and Brady comes, oh I'm with you. They're fire instantly fire
1: yeah i mean obviously they're not gonna do it because Dak is 20 something and brady's 40 but yeah uh that'd be that'd be just to see what that would look like uh i'd I'd be interested to see that
2: i would too for sure
1: yeah any chance the titans uh beat the ravens this upcoming week
2: heck no congratulations on your great season uh (laughs) titans um (laughs) Go ahead and start planning your vacation.
1: <laughs> One, cause... two, three, Cancun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Buy your new fishing poles. Whatever. Oh, Get your boats' gassed up, because it's over. No way.
1: I mean, no way. Dude, if Henry has to, as great as he was, he has to be better <laughs> yeah, for them man. to have any chance. He had what, two hundred yards against the Patriots? No matter how good Henry
2: is, they're not going to outrun the Ravens.
1: I mean, like, he literally has to be better <laughs> than he was th- this Wild Card weekend, which I don't even think is possible.
2: Right. He'd have to have two games worth of uh, yardage to me for him to win this.
1: I, I will say, I-, I don't even know if I'm going to watch the whole game because I'm anticipating that the Ravens will take care of it. Yeah. But if the Titans come out, like fast and get a couple of easy scores early on. Yeah. Uh it it, it could become an interesting game cuz Buffalo or Buffalo Baltimore hasn't been down that often this year. Uh-huh. So it'd be interesting to see how they do coming back in a you know pressure game obviously.
2: If they lose to the Titans, I'll be so disappointed in oh, man. Lamar. I'll oh, be man. more disappointed in Lamar than I've ever been on a football player in my life yeah there's no way i would bet anything all everything in my bank account on the ravens but we'll see we'll see what happens i I don't have any doubt though do you have any doubt
1: no okay and there's nothing i could point to and like like, yeah the titans got that (laughs) i mean am i picking vrabel over harbaugh no Obviously, the quarterback is better. Obviously, uh, well, Henry's better than their run running back, but he's not better than their running game.
2: Right, because they have three backs as good. They have three backs to be the best runner on every other team in the league, almost. Right. So, I mean, not three backs, but, you know, Lamar and two other backs.
1: Yeah. But it's fun for Titans players and Titans fans. No pressure. Nobody's expecting you guys to win, right? Yeah. So it, it'll be cool. It'd be interesting the, to see what happens.
2: The city has been going crazy, man. It's been on the news. They deserve and
1: everything. it. Yeah, they deserve it. Similar to Buffalo, I, I like where they're headed as a franchise. I
2: do too, and it's it's crazy that these teams were like bottom,
1: you know. Dude, Tennessee moved on from Mariota, and now they're a, a real team.
2: If Tennessee gets a legit quarterback, if they get like, if they get like a cam, they might be crazy. You know
1: what I was uh, watching the game? I was sitting there thinking, Ryan Tannehill's losing millions of dollars, uh, not playing well in the playoffs. Oh yeah, like I was because going into the playoffs, the idea is that he's getting a, a new contract from the Titans. Right. And with that, if he had come off of the hot season that he just had, walked in, and, and instead of Henry, he was the one who carried them to that win. Oh, he's getting a contract somewhere. He's, he's sure. getting extended before they even play Baltimore or sign.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, But if he has a big game against Baltimore, you know they're still probably going to lose.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But if he gets into a shootout and it's kind of a close game, yeah. Titans might commit to him. Yeah, and to be honest, I can't even be mad at that. I agree, because he's another guy who—do I trust him over a five-year stretch? No, but I can't deny how well he's played this year.
3: Yeah, he's
2: very experienced. He's played in a lot of different systems, right? Which is an asset in the NFL.
1: Clearly, he fits the team. Yeah, he does. So,
2: I think I think those guys who move a lot end up being, you know they get in these situations and they succeed like um fitzmagic yeah like you if you're on one system your entire career for 10 years or so and then you try to go to a new team and you try to fill in a spot you know it gets messy it looks really bad sometimes you know um but he's very adaptable you know yeah um Patriots, save Odell, man. Please, get him out of Cleveland.
1: Unless Tom Brady goes there.
2: (laughs) Right, but get him out of Cleveland. I'm sick of seeing Odell in a Cleveland Browns jersey. It just
1: looks bad.
2: (laughs) It looks bad. He doesn't look happy. He doesn't even look cool anymore. Like Odell was the coolest receiver in the league. Probably the coolest athlete uh, for a while. You know, when he was on the Giants. In New York, he gets the extra press and stuff. But now it's like, he's not not even like influential anymore, you know?
1: Yeah, and he has to resort to doing like annoying shit to even be relevant. Like wearing an expensive watch or, or whatever other apparel he wants to rock.
2: See, but that's annoying now. When he was on the Giants,
1: that was swag, uh, dude. Don't get me if you're coming out there and making highlight catches every oh, weekend. Yeah, 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 I get where what, what you want?
2: Yeah, you're saying because now he, he's just staying relevant for other things and not his game. Right, I don't like yeah. that. Right, I agree. I agree. Because when he was on the when he was on the Giants, like anything he did was cool, because he was just I that know. guy dancing. I mean, now him dancing looks dumb because they're getting beat every time.
1: I mean, what is there to dance for when you're considered a top like five receiver and you have what two touchdowns on the year? A
2: lot of people consider him a top five most talented receiver ever. Right, and it's
1: yeah. and he had three touchdowns this year. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. Brown yeah. should have. Brown should have took a page from the Giants' book and let him throw a little bit. Might have he found threw him, one in the first yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might have found a new quarterback.
2: That would be... Odell would be the GOAT if he ended up playing quarterback.
1: And I don't <laughs> want him to end up playing quarterback, but with who did play quarterback for the Browns this year? No,
2: I mean for the Browns this year. Like, if by the end of the, like the last three games he was playing quarterback... That would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, he'd be... Baker, Top five players Baker ever.
1: would be the worst quarterback in the history of football.
2: Get his job taken by the lead receiver. On yeah, the team that's that he
1: never throws to. Yeah, that's just that's tough, man.
2: Odell probably would succeed at it. He seems like a guy who's just is just good at everything, like unfairly good at everything. You know those kind of guys. Yeah,
1: yeah. Isn't that those like multi-sport guys that don't practice for a, like a season and a half. Yeah, and then just come back right like they never left.
2: In whatever position you want, a man.
1: I couldn't stand those guys when I was in high school. I hated those guys.
2: <laughs> I was one of those guys.
1: Low key. dude, uh, those I didn't those, do those, fo- those football guys who would take like the spring and summer off, and then they just yeah. come in and there's still like a bucket. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, if I didn't touch a basketball for like six months, dude, I couldn't even like dribble
2: yeah my range is gone from like a month one month yeah i'm not playing like at least once a week but
1: yeah all right man let's get into these nfc games okay before Um, hold on before we get into this uh saints vikings game mm -hmm. another great game Mm -hmm. there was uh i didn't get a chance to talk about the seattle played san francisco in the final game of the season and that yeah. that game decided essentially the entire NFC standings. Yeah. Uh, there was a no call and a decision not to review. Oh yeah. That that honestly made me sick. <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy. Uh, to to have a to me what was a definitive pass interference. Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> Clearly.
1: To okay, you didn't see it, right? The the excuses you didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah. Okay, you you don't see anything, That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Clearly at this point, you're you we've established that you must not be looking at the games. Okay, whatever, we know that. Mm-hmm. But to decide not to review, to me, I, I don't understand the logic of that.
2: And this is where we talked about it a lot. This is where NFL falls behind the NBA in that you know, is just so I don't want to say mismanaged, but lackadaisical, you know, it's like, it's not, it's so dishonest. Everything in Absolutely. the sport is so dishonest yes. that they can't even, you know, just, just come out and say, you know what? I missed it. Let me see what happened. I mean, cause even the NBA, if just the crowd goes crazy, they review it. The players don't even have to say anything sometimes. Oh, we something just happened that I didn't see. Everyone else in the the other 20,000 people in the arena saw it. Let me stop. You know? It happens all the time.
1: It's it's so... Like, it's costing teams... Like, the Saints could have been a potential dynasty Yeah. the last four years. And I'm not yeah. saying they only lost because of refs, but mm-hmm. at least two or three of their losses could be pointed to ref, poor refereeing. Yeah. Uh, and honestly... They're not to, the
2: only ones. Chiefs had some raw deals.
1: Yeah, but to to choose not to review a play that decides the game when it's... Even if it's like... Because it's questionable. Okay, right. maybe it's not a definitive pass interference. But everybody in the arena has questions and you choose not to review it. That right. to me t- says that you're more concerned with making judgment calls about whatever the call is rather than enforcing the rules, which is what you're supposed to do. Right. And, of course, right on cue, uh, Kyle Rudolph with the veteran, uh, get off me, let me get open. Yeah. Nothing. No call. Right. And, okay, again, maybe you didn't see it. Again, you don't see anything. That's fine. Please, take a look. That's what it's there for yeah it just to me like if you're gonna refuse to look and trust your calls which is again trusting your judgment which is not what i'm hiring a a ref for right if you're gonna do that you should lose your job if you fucked up the call (laughs) yeah matter of fact that entire crew should lose their jobs
2: and you, you know what it's just a small gesture of you know when the nba refs like, put both their hands on their chest and say, that's my bad. Right. That's all you have to do. Like, okay, I missed that one. And, and then, you know, look at it and let's get it done. Let's get it right. They don't care about getting it right. No, and the it's, dude
1: said, did you see what the, uh, like the spokesman guy said? He basically said, like, uh, we did what we've done all year long, which is left it out on the field. We left the call on the field. What does that mean? Are you kidding me? That's the problem. Yeah. The problem is y'all are getting calls wrong. We added replays to make sure that doesn't happen. But now you want to be stubborn and and rely on your calls? But the thing is, yeah, and leaving
2: it on the field, it's not like boxing or like yeah. it just keeps going till someone gets knocked out. No, stuff happens that you have to... Enforce
1: rules can get
2: broken. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I hate yeah. it, man.
1: I, I really hate it. And look, the Saints, the Kyle Rudolph push off wasn't the reason they lost the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it hurt to watch the game end that way. I agree. It really did. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but the star of the show was Kirk Cousins, man. Yeah. To and again. Impressive. Not similar to Tannehill, his numbers weren't crazy. I mean, they were better than Tannehill's, obviously, but numbers wise, he kind of had a decent game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But man, he looked composed from start to finish. Yeah, he he made he made good throws in the face of pressure. He made good throws in critical moments. I mean, Cousins has responded to all his critics this year. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy for him.
2: Yeah, man, he, he's looking really good. he's, he's so um, he's fun to watch. He really is. He's
1: he's like he's a game manager, but at the same time he's more than that. Mhm. Cuz he he's got a strong arm. He he's a big guy, too. Yeah. Like, he has is. he has a presence when he's out there. Right. Uh and, and I think I think the Vikings could go keep going if they continue to run the ball well,
3: yeah, it's gonna
2: be tough, but it's possible
1: uh obviously yeah, but their roster man i mean we've we've talked about their roster before it's top tier, yeah, uh and I love man their their defense is scary good,
2: it is it's really impressive,
1: like they they, they have that rare ability of, like, they could, sh- they could shake a quarterback up. Mm-hmm. They can make him, and I've never seen Drew Brees kind of rushing it and, and uncomfortable, but they made him rush throws, they made him uncomfortable, and they made him make mistakes. Yeah. Yep. So shout-out to the, I, I don't really have much to say about the Saints. I mean, the turnovers didn't do them any favors.
2: They really didn't look good to me, uh, honestly. I mean, they they looked okay. I mean, well, let me put it this way. They didn't look good, but they looked good enough to win the game. You know?
1: Yeah, and they had opportunities to win. Yeah. Uh, I just think they did a very bad job protecting Breeze.
2: And the I mean, they didn't get, do a good job running either. Not no, but
1: when, when you can't protect your quarterback, you're not going to be able to run the ball.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, they were letting the defense get you know, past the line. And, and I easily. think,
1: I think if they protected him a better, I think he would have made a couple of extra throws and, and that would have made the difference.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But I, it's tough, man. I, I can't imagine being a saints player these last couple years.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm with you on that too. It's, it's been rough. been tough. Oh,
1: these referees make me so mad. <laughs>
2: They're bad man I mean the NFL they got a lot of work to do overall
1: Dude, get there. get this get these old heads out of here. we okay. don't do like normally you'd say, oh you know older guy with he has the experience I don't care about the experience anymore because they're blind anyway yeah I'd rather get a young guy who's oh shit, this is a huge call. I'm not even gonna make it. I'm going straight to review right. Like I'd rather have that than guessing like calls and just committing to it cuz you can't you can't admit you were wrong cuz you're going to get murdered in the arena. Right. And if he admi- if any of those refs admitted they were wrong, uh I mean the Saints, they wouldn't have made it out the dome as far yeah. as I could tell.
3: I agree.
1: Oh my, if I was a New Orleans fan, I'd be I'd be on the hunt for these dudes' names. Because, like, as a Wizards fan, I still remember how trash Monty McCutcheon is. <laughs> I'll never forget how trash he is. Why? Horford blatantly walks after the offensive rebound, and nobody fucking even looks. When was that? It was, it was in the Paul Pierce year.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about
1: now. And then Pierce, well, alright, all right, I'm not getting into it, but... These referees got to be better. Yeah. Jobs have to be on the line. Stakes have to be raised.
3: Yeah.
2: And they, I mean, it's just a, a pride has to be, it just be less prideful, man. If you mess the call up, you mess it up. Okay, let's move on. I don't think anyone is, I mean, obviously their boss might care, but no other, like the players don't care if you admit that you mess it
1: up. It just, like, that's what the review was added for. Right. And and they're literally ignoring... It's such backwards thinking, it, it hurts my head to even, like, try to think about how to fix it. Right. And I don't know how to fix it. No, me neither. All right, last game. Um, yeah, probably the most uneventful.
2: No surprises.
1: Uh, once Wentz got hurt, uh, they're really... It, it it was hard to picture a way the Eagles could win.
2: Yeah, McCown is not good, and he's really old.
1: And McCown's not bad, but yeah, he's not. You know, he's not Wentz. He's not uh, carry your team kind of quarterback. No. And, and without Wentz, it really showed how limited their roster is.
3: Yeah, I agree.
1: Man, and... they, yo, they. To me, they lost their season because they had to rely on Deshaun Jackson's health.
2: And Wentz's.
1: Well, well, I think oh, if they had before. Deshaun Jackson for the entirety of the year, they, yeah. they would have had a better record. They would have probably had a bye.
2: Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Uh,
1: and Wentz would have had an easier time, and McCown probably would have had a couple chances to win the game.
2: And now Deshaun Jackson might as well be done, honestly.
1: Yeah. I mean,
2: he probably has one more year. You can't, you can't get hurt like he got hurt and just keep coming back at, what, 30? He's 30 getting up 40? there, man. He's
1: been around a while.
2: Yeah. Great player, though. Um, yeah, man, and like I said earlier about the receivers, Russell is probably the best at, like, using everybody on the field. Like, it really doesn't matter who he has on the field. He's one guy I think, you know, he's the quarterback that can make anybody on the team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He Metcalf, Lockett, Moore, everyone and obviously Marshawn was is back. Did we talk about Marshawn coming back?
1: Yeah, we mentioned it. We I mean I didn't think he would have a, a huge impact. But that, that touchdown run he had is Fire. is literally why they signed him. Yeah. And not a lot of guys could do that.
2: No. Yeah, man. They they look good. They look like a well oiled machine. I think they could have beat them worse than they did. Clearly, um, I mean, Russell had h- three hundred twenty-five yards and only one touchdown. They didn't put enough points
1: up for me. They didn't. No. And I think they they cannot do that against. Who are they playing?
2: The San
1: Fran Packers. Or, oh, the pa- oh, they have a chance.
2: Yeah, they could be. That's the gonna
1: Packers. be a quarterback duel. We'll see. I mean, it better be. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, I'm coming for your head if you're trash this weekend.
2: You know how he does. Uh,
1: I I will say, Jones, it should have been a foul that the hit on Wentz. Yeah, I didn't need him. He, should... he didn't need to be thrown out of the game or, or anything crazy.
2: Do you need to be fined?
1: Uh, I, I'm not gonna. I don't really know, but it, that to me that that was a flag. Because Wentz it was clearly like already had dove forward yeah. and he was so late and he went right in his head. Yeah. It didn't look like straight up targeting, but it did look dirty.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I was just surprised it didn't get flagged, but it's tough, man. I- I'm curious to see how Wentz bounce- bounces back next year. Yeah.
2: Cuz I trust I Philly
1: to help him out.
2: I do too, yeah. I, think, I Philly, think a lot of players like playing
1: there. Yeah, I think Philly's going to get aggressive this offseason if if they do what the Packers did, dude, they're a contender.
2: It, it'll just be on wits to perform.
1: Yeah, and I mean if he did what he did last month, yeah. They're in good shape. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. Um
1: coaching? Oh, where to start? You know what? Before we get into the coaches that were hired, I really like that the Browns are taking their time.
3: I do too.
1: I like that they're taking their time, and I also like that it seems like the guy they hire is going to have a big hand in how the organization goes because it looks like they're waiting to get a coach before they get a GM. Yeah. Uh, Which is very interesting because now I'm really looking at who are you getting To kind of turn this mess around,
3: right?
1: And it'll be interesting. I'm I'm hoping they get somebody with some, some, uh, some reputation.
2: I agree.
1: I don't need like a young, exciting guy. I need veteran leadership.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I want to see someone who can, um, who when they get them, I say, I know what they're gonna bring to the table. You know, right, right. I want to say, okay, I know he's going to be able to do this and this and this, you know? And let me get this out of the way, man. Giants.
1: Yeah, I was going to save that for last.
2: No, I want to do it first <laughs> because I don't want to talk about it again. What is going on? Jason Garrett as offensive coordinator? Why? I mean, the NFL has to be the easiest. Well, for some people, the NFL has to be the easiest uh, league to get a job, coaching job. I mean, it's like
1: yeah, if you're white, when you
2: lose your job, you have a job within the next three days.
1: Yeah, if you're a white guy,
2: right? Exactly. <laughs> if you're white, it's easy. But I mean, like you don't you don't have to have a good resume. You don't have to have ever coached. You don't even have to. I mean, you could have just lost your job. Dude. No matter how you lost your job, you could still get another job. Why? I mean, come on, man. I don't uh, even remember the guy's name,
1: Joe something. Joe Judge.
2: Joe Judge.
1: Dog, I. It's crazy to me. This guy has no experience coaching at any level, like as far as head coaching. He's never even been a coordinator. Like,
2: how Before do you... we even have to talk about it more? Who, who was the right? Who are the right receivers for the Patriots? Name three of them off the top of your head.
1: Julian Edelman, uh-huh. um, Muhammad Sanu, uh-huh. and Philip Dorsett.
2: How many of them played good this season? Zero. That was his last job, being a loser. Come on, man. We just wanted another judge because we have uh, the Yankees'
1: Aaron judge. Like, Like, I mean, to be fair, who is the the guy who – the Packers coach, Matt LaFleur? Yeah. He was the Titans' offensive coordinator when the Titans' offense sucked. Yeah. And he got a job – but, again, if you're a coordinator, but, even if you don't do as well, that's that's coaching experience that's valuable.
2: It's, it's valuable, and it, it's okay when you're moving up in talent. Right. When you're moving down in talent, no. I mean, because LaFleur went from the Titans. He probably was a good offensive coordinator but had no nothing to work with. So he moved up to a more talented team overall. So now his, you know – whatever he's good at has a chance to actually manifest on the field when probably his philosophy, the guys he was teaching it to couldn't do it because they weren't good. The Titans were, I mean, they were trash. Um, but now, oh man, I don't, I hate, this is what I hate about coaching trees in every, um, sport, especially basketball and especially football. Like, just because you coach with someone doesn't mean you're a good coach. Brian Shaw is
1: a terrible coach. No, um, none of Belichick's assistants have been good.
2: Yeah, just um Vrabel. Vrabel's the first one. I know, and as of this year. <laughs> McDan- yeah. and it,
1: Belichick has had how many? Like, McDaniels has been a coach. The, the Lions guy has been trash for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who else, like... I saw this in one of the talk shows. Andy Reid. Everybody who comes from Andy Reid becomes a good coach, mm-hmm. and none of Andy Reid's coordinators got looked at. But Joe Judge, the Patriots receiver, I just I don't.
3: Maybe there's not to. even a
1: logic to to explain. Literally, the only logic is, oh my God, he he Belichick had to have rubbed off on him.
2: What is Jason Garrett going to teach him? How to lose?
1: Uh, How not to
2: be able to use your talent? It's crazy. We we get a wide receiver coach, and who was our best player? A running back. Why? It doesn't make any sense. The best player on the team is a running back, and you get a wide receiver coach? Why? (laughs) We just traded the best wide receiver Arguably in the whole league. Come on, man. Let's move on. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it.
1: You know what's crazy (laughs) is the Redskins uh, the Redskins, who I thought had probably the worst owner in football, actually (laughs) hired two uh, smart, capable guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rivera, who I think Rivera would have been a good hire in any system. Like I wouldn't have been mad at any of the teams that were looking for coaches if they had hired him
2: i really thought he was going to dallas i said it before i mean
1: yeah it it, would make sense and i like del rio del rio has to me exactly what rivera doesn't which is kind of like a youthful energy
2: he came from where uh
1: he was the head coach in uh on the raiders when they made that fluke playoff run
3: okay yeah
1: when they were just like squeezing out one possession game after one possession game. Yeah. But I like it. He had that swagger of like, oh, we're down one, let's go for two.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, oh, we're fourth and five, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I like that energy. i like, if you're going to go down, go down, swinging. Yeah. Uh, and But what I, was, what I was getting to is that I thought the Redskins had the worst owner in sports. But here come the New York football Giants. With the most ridiculous hire I've, I might have ever seen. I've never seen somebody so unqualified get a job.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's crazy.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm done.
1: So uh, another coaching <laughs> hire I liked was uh, the Panthers.
2: And they got who again? Uh,
1: Matt Rule from Baylor.
2: Oh yeah, I like that too. Good
1: college guy. You know what? To me. To me, it seems like they're sticking with Cam Newton.
2: And that's
3: fine.
1: And, like, if you're going to stick with Cam Newton, you need, like, a young, exciting guy who's going to come in there, who's going to get creative with whatever you're running. He's going to kind of spark the team in a way I don't think Rivera could. Mm -hmm.
4: Uh,
1: And, and, I mean, Carolina's another talented group. I mean, if you're a coach... You get to work with Cam, and now Christian McCaffrey? Yeah. Like, now Cam can be an afterthought.
2: Yeah, and and again, I've said this before in the NBA. Those college coaches, man, they work with new players every year. Right. And, And that is something, learning how to do that is special. And it works in the league a lot of times. Right. If you know how to coach a new team every year, I mean... And this is what the Panthers probably need because they're going to be making some changes, clearly. Um, and even if they don't stick with Cam, or they do, I think he'll be ready for whatever change they make. They have to have someone who can, you know, be ready to change quickly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, if the Panthers get a big-time receiver this offseason, or maybe like a sneaky good draft pick, Yeah, maybe if they squeeze out the uh, the Alabama guy, Judy, yeah uh they their offense their offense could go crazy next year
3: i agree
2: if if cam comes back healthy right if he ever gets healthy again which you know will hopefully um uh, okay well who else mccarthy
1: McCar- mike mccarthy getting uh, hired in dallas right you, you know this this one i didn't i liked it at first at first, my first reaction was, "This is a good, this is a good hire."
2: So you don't like it now?
1: I hate it now. Why? Is he not Jason Garrett two <laughs> Uh,
2: I can see why you say that, but I don't think so. Let's. Why let's, do you say that though? Go ahead.
1: Let's run down his uh, his just his time with the Green Bay Packers. I don't know what he did prior to that. Uh huh. He was the Packers coach, um, was it 2000, right before the Super Bowl? He that's, has the Super, Super Bowl, I know sure. That Super Bowl wasn't his first year. Uh-huh. It, it was early in his, let's just say 08 to, what did he get fired, last year, 2018.
3: Uh-huh.
1: A decade. Yeah. You know who was the best quarterback in the league for that decade?
3: Who?
1: Oh. Aaron Rodgers.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Um you know what the Packers never did a good job of? What? Running the ball. Not only did yeah. they and this is this is the key to me. It's not that they tried and failed to run the ball. Right. They never even tried. When you're eighty percent passing, twenty percent running, that's not even trying to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh To me, if a coach who has... If I'm coaching Aaron Rodgers, I want to establish a run game. I want to allow my top three quarterback to have an easier time getting the ball down the field. Right. And McCarthy never made that... Never made the the call to do that. His defense never overachieved. They often underachieved. And Mm any time... Aaron Rodgers wasn't available to carry the Packers. They were trash.
3: Right.
1: When when I think when Mike McCarthy's name popped up, the first thought I had was Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Like Mike McCarthy has never been a presence. He's never. Uh, he's never really been the reason for why the Packers won games.
3: Right.
1: And now you're coming in to a. Uh, to a team with a, a star running back. And now McCarthy... I, I gotta have faith that McCarthy is smart enough to make adjustments that he never made in 10 years. Mm, he had 10 mm-hmm. years in Green Bay. Yeah. S- as soon as he leaves, they're 13-3 and 3 hosting playoff games, by the way. Right. With a coach who, who was a trash coordinator. So, mm-hmm. like... I don't I just don't understand to me it's a safe hire and and that's why I call him Jason Garrett 2.0 he's giving mm-hmm. me the exact same things that Garrett gave me stability leadership uh, in terms of uh, responsible behavior um you're never he's never gonna lose the game but he's never gonna win it either
4: mm-hmm.
1: and that's that's a problem to me because that's Jerry Jones again making emotional decisions. Yeah. Especially when I saw the story of McCarthy spend the night at his house and they were drinking wine. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? I didn't even hear that. Yeah, he spent like that Saturday night. He spent Mac- McCarthy spent the night at Jerry Jones' house.
2: That's crazy.
1: And the next morning he was hired. Like again, it took you it took you a week to fire Jason Garrett. But it took you two days to hire Mike McCarthy? Look, if you... And he got it, like 70 million? Yeah, he got a lot. Yeah. If you take your time, you interview a bunch of people, and you come back to McCarthy, I got no problem with that. I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to say that McCarthy doesn't belong as a head coach. He does.
2: It's insane that... And I lived in Texas. Arlington and Baylor are only like... Three hours away. It is it's insane that the Baylor guy got a job somewhere else. He could have stayed home. He wouldn't even have to move. Yeah. I mean, he. I think he would be a better hire because he has a bunch of young guys on that team, young talent. I mean, but I think it. I think it's bizarre that they went after McCarthy because I don't think necessarily that experience
1: coaching experience. That's not is what, what the Cowboys need. need. Yeah, it's not what they need yeah again mccarthy for every other opening i would have been like yes like the, yeah. if he went to the browns i would have been like yes this is exactly what they need yeah panthers i would have been happy with it redskins uh, but this to me this is jason Garrett 2.0 you hired you mediocrity yeah because i know he's not again i know he's not gonna fuck up the games but he's not going to be the reason why Dak Prescott becomes a top tier quarterback. Right. He's not going to be the reason why Zeke is successful running the ball. Right. So it just it doesn't make sense to me. And did you see that they only interviewed two people?
3: I did. Yeah.
1: Mike Giants, McCarthy and think, yeah. Marvin Lewis? What? Yeah. That blows my mind. That blows my mind. Josh McDaniels doesn't go anywhere. Uh, Andy Reid's offensive coordinator. Again, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator the last two years. Keep that in mind. The coordinator of the best offense in the league for the last two years got no looks, but we get Joe Judge and Mike McCarthy back in the league.
3: Yeah. And,
2: I mean, and the uh, rule, too. I mean... You go down first before you look at the guys who are already succeeding in the league. You know?
1: Yeah, I just... I don't get it, man, with these hires. I really... It's weird to me. Yeah. Why is it so
2: quick? I, I don't know. Like, because, I wanted more I mean, of these teams... Free agency isn't even until March, right? Yeah, I mean, you're not in a hurry.
1: And yeah, even, so... even if you were in a hurry, get it right.
2: Yeah, cause I mean I could see if free agency was like in a couple weeks and they say okay, well we need a coach because we need to know what culture we're doing, we need to know who we're getting, but months away, like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Cowboys are never going to be successful if they're uh, if their owner is going to continue to make uh, emotional, impulsive decisions, which it's is the, which is all men. he's done the last like half decade
2: it's all on relationships that's what it is and the thing is um and like i said it's the coaching tree the good old boy system the uh you know what have you done for me lately thing like it's, it's not good it's not working it doesn't work in corporate america so why do they think it's gonna work in sports it's not working in the nba either Fisdale, please. Fisdale should never have another coaching job. It's over. You had three chances, and you you were trash every time. It, I, don't get me wrong. The Knicks are trash. But, I mean, no more. I don't want him. I don't even want to hear his name in interviews anymore. Memphis
1: is balling right now. Memphis is
2: balling. I mean, Memphis was complete garbage. The players hated him. Gasol cussed him out in Spanish and English. I mean, like... Gasol's never
1: man. had a problem with any other coach, by the way.
2: Ever. And they've had worse coaches. Facts. I mean, like, con- people were considered worse coaches.
1: Right. And just because he coached with Spolstra? Come on, man.
2: They really Dude. gotta
1: get out of that, like, mindset. It's crazy. Dude, McVay... Sean McVay really killed... He, he like, made all these franchises stupid. Yeah because they they the Rams got lucky and found a diamond in the rough and now that's all anybody wants to do like dog there's Brad Stevens doesn't grow on trees Sean McVay does not grow on trees you can't just go to genius coach and be like yo if you're a genius coach your people around you gotta be smart
2: yeah and sometimes and it's crazy how these teams waited out with coaches that aren't you know, that keep going down. Like, Billy Donovan is another one. Everyone thought he was going to be trash. I mean, they, you know, dogged him. And now, look, this he's working with nothing, almost. And they're playing, they're in They're a playoff, playoff. team. Yes. Doesn't with look what? like
1: they're going anywhere, too. They look like they're a legit playoff team.
2: With 38-year-old Chris Paul and a bunch of rookies, basically. I mean, you know, I don't get it. I don't understand it. When these teams take a chance, it seems like the chances um, work work out more often than, you know, guys I, that they think are going to be great.
1: Yeah. I, I just hate that the Cowboys played it safe. I agree. I wanted them to hire, like, a hot pick, you know? I did too. Like somebody with a lot of qu- – like a Lincoln Riley where it's like, yeah, he's a quarterback guru, but his defenses give up, like, 60 points every playoff game. But at least yeah. that that's exciting. Like that's that's interesting.
2: Yeah, I like I, to, I like Lincoln Ryan. To
1: me though. Mike if this if this Dallas team gets better, what does Mike McCarthy have to do with that? Right. This is a talented roster. This team should be good. we mm-hmm. so, We'll see. I mean, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully Joe Judge is a, is the next Bill Belichick.
3: <laughs> right.
1: Uh, but it's just hard for me to, to see how, see what the see what the mindset is with these ridiculous decisions.
2: I don't get it either, man. It's sickening. It really is. And at all the teams we talked about, I only like the Giants. And I still think it's crazy. I think the other picks are crazy. Rivera, honestly, Rivera's the only pick that I'm confident about. Yeah. Not that I am... Not that I don't think the other ones would be good, but I'm not confident, you know? Right. Yeah. So. (sighs) (laughs) All right. Uh, You want to go to the league? Uh, The association? Yeah. Where do you want to start?
1: Where do I want to start?
2: What have you noticed lately?
1: Uh, Well, uh, Lakers are still a well-oiled machine yeah uh and i've got a chance to watch them the last couple weeks here and there man they're getting they're getting better with every game
2: it does seem like it yeah chemistry is looking good
1: i mean they're contesting everything yeah and
2: it seems like all their players are contributing in oh yeah away yeah
1: there's nobody comes out there f- for no reason right which, which, in the past, with LeBron, that's been a huge issue.
2: Vogel, man.
1: Vogel is doing a phenomenal job right now.
2: I, and I've said it a lot on here, but just in case those who haven't been listening, look at that Pacers team, man. He had Rodney Stuckey coming in getting buckets.
1: Kevin Serafin.
2: Dude, he had guys that had no business being good Nine. players. And where are they? Where's Hibbert? Nowhere. David West?
1: No, Retired.
2: Uh, you know, George Hill had off years after that. I mean, he's back, but he had off years. Where's Lance? Lance was a defensive stopper. <laughs> Lance was like a the spark plug of the league, and now he's nowhere to be found, but he had them playing these roles. They came in and got it done. Whether it was, you know, unlikely, but he got it.
1: Uh, I really... From what I'm seeing from the Lakers, their coaching staff looks creative too. Oh yeah, I really yeah. like they're they're finding new ways to to get shots for AD. They're finding new ways for LeBron to kind of attack out of the pick and rolls, mm-hmm. uh, and, and all their role guys are just comfortable. Like that's so invaluable when you put Caruso comes out there and he knows exactly what to do. I mean, even yeah. Rondo's starting to fit into this team. Seamlessly, finally. finally, yeah. And and I, I honestly, for all the off court drama that's uh, people are talking about with Kuzma and, and his trainer and LeBron, yeah, you you don't see any of that on the court.
2: They need to relax. It, I agree, though. They you don't see it, and Kuzma, Kuzma's getting a raw deal too because, I mean, Kuzma's been playing well. I know that... they act like Kuzma's like a seven year veteran,
1: Right they was kill they were killing me talking about um oh man he's struggling the last 4 games he's only averaging 8 points a game I'm like dude what why are you looking at his like scoring stats and deciding oh he's not playing well
2: in that fifth that fifth game before that he had like 25 right dude, so i mean
1: again he's another guy when they put him out there he is he's a perfect fit yeah he he's is. aggressive as hell He's quick as hell with whatever he does. Yeah. And he just doesn't hold the ball. Yeah. I, I love everything I'm seeing from he the Lakers. Plays. Huh? I love everything I'm seeing from the Lakers.
2: Yeah, I do too. Kuzma is one of those um, two through fours, like Tatum and Jalen Brown, that is like taking the league by storm. They need to keep Kuzma. I don't like this. Trey Kuzma, what are you going to get for him? What do you need? Honestly, and... I don't know. If I hear LeBron's mouth again this year about not having enough talent... Are you kidding oh, me? Oh,
1: no. Hell no.
2: That's what they're saying, though. Hell of, no. The LeBron... You know, the Damon Jones, LeBron posse guys... Uh, shout out to Phil Jackson. LeBron's posse is saying... uh, Um... You know, they may need to trade and get another scorer off the bench. Why? For what? Use Avery Bradley. <laughs> just use him. But, you know, I'm not the coach. I- I'm enjoying them how they are. And I think they are good enough to win the championship exactly how they are. To
1: me, they look like the clear-cut best team in the West right now. And it's just because every other, even, even the other great teams, like, they have flaws.
2: Yeah, and and they're a new, newly put together team and have the best chemistry. And I think part of that is because Vogel came with these guys. Like, Vogel and Anthony Davis came at the same time. Like, um, Doc Rivers was there last year with nothing and then got two out of the top six best players in the league at the same time and now he has to like you know he was probably staying up all night trying to figure out the game plan you know what i mean yeah out of he didn't have it didn't know it was coming until Kawhi made the phone call and you know demands whatever he did but with vogel he came in fresh uh davis came in fresh bradley all these guys they just got and now you know he got to work from the beginning he got to build, and not have to change, which right. is, which is big. Um, yeah, man, they look good.
1: Speaking of the other LA team, they have been in a little bit of a struggle.
2: Listen, man, I know I've slandered Kawhi a lot on here, right? Oh, he deserves it.
1: I was gonna, I was gonna come after him too today.
2: Listen, people calling him the best player in the league, please stop. Stop it. Uh, uh, let me just make this one point. LeBron... Has LeBron ever played a season and not been an MVP candidate? No. As long as he's been... The Maybe co- last co- year. Other
1: than last year. Every and he year. he missed
2: half the season. Other than... I mean, other than last year. Since he's been called the best player in the league, he's been an MVP candidate every year. No player who people call the best player in the league, has not been an MVP candidate. You know, Kawhi has never been an MVP candidate. Not last year. The top, the other, I mean, Paul George, the guy on his team was an MVP candidate last year. He was third. Um, LeBron was an MVP candidate. I mean, he's obviously an MVP candidate this year. Clearly. And Kawhi is not. I haven't heard anyone say, oh, Kawhi is my pick for MVP. Have you? Nope. Not one person, right? So how can he be the best player in the league? It doesn't make any sense. LeBron is still... I mean... And and this is really not about uh, Dog and Kawhi this time. It's just... LeBron is still playing at a ridiculous level. I mean, he's still... It's still nothing he really can't do. I mean, now he has... An easier time to
1: do it. Now don't get me wrong. Now he has a perfect team to do what he does. Exactly. But it's now still now he
2: really can show that he can do everything.
1: this still the Lakers go as LeBron goes. Yeah. The Clippers do. have no problem going without Kawhi.
2: I think they might be better without Kawhi sometimes.
1: And you know what so he, are the Raptors. You don't want to dog Kawhi. Tell me tell me his uh his Approach to the game doesn't reflect on how inconsistent this team is. Of course, his that that approach of I, look, I can't play at this point. I don't even care if he's hurt. If you're hurt, you, you got to sit out.
2: You, don't come and go and come and go. yeah.
1: Don't do that shit. But this this <laughs> this idea of I'm gonna play here, but I can't play there. Oh oh, we got two games in a row. I can't do it. Like, dude, you don't. You, like, you got paid to do a job. Like, do your job. Play the basketball.
2: And he played the whole season last year. And like he Paul got- George doing it is one thing. He just came off double sho- shoulder surgery on both shoulders. Right. You know, and then when, even when he did that, he came out the gates with 20, like, three straight 25 point games. I mean, you know, and he's still playing more games than Kawhi. Which is crazy. Kawhi
1: got away with that shit last year because Toronto was full of vet veterans.
2: Yeah, and you know he could say, "Well, I missed the whole season last year, right?"
1: Yeah, but now, now you got a, a significantly younger team. You got impressionable guys. You don't think it impacts uh, Montrezl when the best players like, eh, "I don't really, I don't want to play today." You know, I'm t- I'm tired. Obviously, he's not saying it in that nonchalant, disrespectful way. But that's that's how it comes off.
2: If Beverly wasn't on the Clippers, what would he be saying about Kawhi when they played? That's what I'm saying. He'd be calling him soft. He'd be calling him cottonelle. (laughs) He'd say he's not a dog. You know, he'd be saying all kinds of stuff.
1: You know it. Yeah, man. I I just you can't you can't be selective with how great you are, and then expect me to be like, yeah, you're the best player. I, I can't do
2: that. And also, I want to say... Um, oh, what else were we going to say about the Clippers?
1: Not much else. I just wanted to call him out because I, I feel <laughs> like he's a primary reason why they're inconsistent because he's in and out of the lineup, it seems like, every game.
2: He's in and out of the lineup. And to me, and I don't hear people talk about it enough, his, like, his usage is damaging to the team. It doesn't make sense. And we've talked, we talked about on here like three episodes in a row, like them playing through him. It doesn't help them. He's not a good passer when he passes. It's like, Oh, I'm getting double team. So let me give it up. It's not like a, you know, let's run the offense, pass and move, pass and screen, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a, and honestly, Michael Jordan did the same thing. So I get why people may think it looks good, but
1: if you only pass
2: to people when you're like the, the, triple teamed,
1: but that's how good. Is that the triangle was designed to kind of play like that, right? Uh, and the league was different back then. Mm-hmm. But it,
2: and his team wasn't as good as the Clippers, right? Honestly,
1: but I, I agree with you, man. He just. Again, we're not here to say he's not a great player. He is a great player. He's a top oh, three, sure. top five. Like, he's a great player. Right. But if you want, if you want to consider him the best in the game, or if you want to put him over these guys, like, you just you, he's got to show up. Yeah. You're either healthy and you play, or you're not healthy and you don't play. Yeah. Like you said, there, there's no flip flopping back and forth.
2: And we've also said this a million times, but the Raptors' Eastern Conference Finals, what, three years in a row before Kawhi got there? Yeah. Okay. They're still a playoff team without Kawhi now. Like, Kawhi didn't come and make the team, like bring the team from nothing to being a championship.
1: Just like the Clippers.
2: Right. And honestly... If Lowry wasn't garbage in the playoffs the last three years, they would have been in the finals.
1: You're right, and DeRozan, too.
2: Yeah, but to a one of those years specifically, DeRozan really like played his heart out.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. And he had yeah. no help. I got you.
2: <laughs> he had no help at all. But, you know, they added Gasol, great defensive player of the year, you know, all-star. They added pieces, and they're still a very competitive team. And I said it before, I would pick them beating the Clippers with Kawhi. Just Kawhi, not Paul George. But if it was just Kawhi, I'd still pick the Raptors. I think they they play better because they're more fluid. And Kawhi's game doesn't make the Clippers fluid. And when they're not fluid, they don't look like a good team. And the Lakers are always fluid. Or at least 90% of the yeah. time. And That's what makes them a little more dangerous to me.
1: And I'm starting to get concerned because I thought the Clippers would get better as the season progressed. Mm-hmm. But they're they're kind of going in the opposite direction, honestly.
2: I think one thing, and it's going to feel like I'm really bashing. It's going to sound like I'm really bashing Kawhi, but I'm not. One thing about Kawhi's game I think is very um, easy to plan for on this team because, like, the four you know the four scorers right the four guys who average 20 points a game they're like the only team to do it right Since yeah. like the celtics or something yeah so you know who they are and planning to just eliminate one of them no one else on the team is getting 20 nobody Shamit, no beverly nah zubat no Terrence Mann, Jerome Robinson, I don't need to keep going down the list. If
1: you leave Jermichael Green open like six or seven times, he might get 20.
2: (laughs) Six or seven times, yeah. Patrick Patterson, nah. So I think that's one thing that makes them kind of predictable in a way because you say, okay, well, if we stop one of those guys, we got a 20-point chance, you know? Mm -hmm. With the Raptors, though, they were so unpredictable. Norman Powell come in and give you 15. Um, You know, OG would give you 15. You never know who was getting, who would be the third scorer on that team. Never know. It would be Kawhi Lowry. You know, Van Vliet may give you 30. Gasol may give you 30. Ibaka may give you 20. You know what I mean? It's like concentrating on four players and everyone else is in single digits is easier to plan for than. You know, it, you look at the Lakers. Yeah. You know the two, but how many guys on there are capable of getting twenty now?
1: Dwight give you twenty. And to me, to me, like LeBron leads them. LeBron makes them better. He doesn't make AD better every play, but he makes them better a large chunk of the game. He makes yeah. the big significantly better. He's making yeah. their their v- veteran guards significantly better. Yeah, and Kawhi is doing none of that. Nothing. He's not elevating anybody. It shows you
2: who the captain, and I talked about it in the playoffs. Who was the captain on that team? It was Lowry. Right. Lowry's energy was the game. I mean, you know, how Lowry came out is how the team came out, and that's another reason why they lost all the time before. Lowry wasn't coming out right. And, yeah, and I thought, I feel like the Kawhi favoritism throughout the league is hindering Paul George from being that captain. Because, like, no one wants Paul George to be the captain, clearly. It's not not the team, I mean the league, you know? Yeah. They probably don't even talk to Paul George after a game sometimes. <laughs> they go straight to Kawhi to hear him say nothing before they talk to Paul George. And the thing is, that happens with dominant coaches as well. So it's not just on players. Doc is one of those guys who is the leader of the team you know
1: yeah
2: um popovich was that there was no leader on the team duncan was not the leader on the team it was popovich i mean you know he was the captain We'll
1: we'll see how this team progresses uh i'm worried about it too i hope they figure it out
2: they could lose in the first round if they get a
1: there's some teams a bad, you know, If they get a bad matchup If they get like a hungry Portland Or a Dallas Yeah man, that's not going to be easy
2: <laughs> I think Dallas is going to make a move by the way A good move
1: I would like that a lot
2: I, I think they're going to make a steal Before the trade deadline And I think they're going to go
1: They're in good position to do that too
2: Yeah they are Yeah, I mean The Clippers, do they mess around and get the Jazz Or, I mean, the Jazz can get hot and and beat you. I mean, we saw what the Jazz did to PG's soul before. Um, The Thunder, I mean, they got teams, man. The Rockets may slip. They might catch the Rockets. I don't think, I wouldn't want to play the Rockets either. Not first round.
1: Oh, no, that's, yeah.
2: Yeah, not fresh Westbrook.
1: Harden, yeah, yeah, can't do that not fresh. Harden yes. Harden I, usually burns out like midway through the second round. Right. So that's I, where you want him. I got to get him in the later rounds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um Denver Nuggets, man. Oof. I have I have to talk about it cuz we talked about it the last two podcasts too. And that's the problem with the season now. It's like we're going to be talking about the same teams often probably. It's just how it is, just because. Yeah, it's
1: know. just the season's long. So, uh, as far as like teams getting better or worse, it's not as easily noticeable. Not week to week, right?
2: Sometimes stuff doesn't change. Um, Michael Porter Jr. Breakout two breakout games. What was the um? Let me look up the stats. Uh, did you catch either of these games?
1: Uh, no, I saw he had twenty five in his first start, right?
2: 25 on 11 of 12 shooting, that's 92% for those math buffs. Um yeah, and two games before that, he had 19, led them in scoring. He was 8 for 10, 80% from the field again. Um in that 19 point game, 19 and 6. He played 26 minutes. Good minutes, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Next game he played 11 and he has seven points. Seven he took six shots. The next game is the twenty five point game we were talking about. In which he played twenty three minutes, actually less than he did in the one that he didn't even start in. Um that was his first start. Ninety two percent from the field in your first start? Mike Malone would be fired right after the game. Cause I say, um, Mike, who was that kid you played tonight? Where has he been all season? Why has he not been playing? Oh, you know he's battling with health. Okay, but he started and had twenty-five of eleven of twelve. Who did he do that to? Indiana, and it went down to the wire. I mean, it was a good game. I mean, come on, man. How how do you? And then the next game, he plays twelve minutes. How do you have twenty-five miss one shot? 92% from the field, and then come back the next game and play 12 minutes? That's it?
1: You know, what's what's frustrating to me is I agree with what you're saying, but what, what I noticed even more from seeing him go off is him playing would fix a lot of the inconsistencies you get from some of the other guys.
2: Yes. he's the be- He played one good game, and he's the best player on the team. Like, he's the most complete player. Yeah. Because he fits any... He yeah. fits... He plays every position. Yeah. every Everything. Whatever you don't
1: have, Porter can play it. And, like, <laughs> in him replacing Millsap in that starting lineup, it's never going to happen. <laughs> or Barton. Mm, I, okay. Him, preferably Millsap for me, but Barton for you. Either way, I think he he helps these other guys play so much better
2: the only reason why i say i don't want i would rather him replace barton is because i've Defense. seen no i've seen barton play well off the bench and i don't think bringing millsap in off the bench it just no you're right slows the bench down but, but i'm i'm making
1: that move with the complete disregard for paul millsap's future as an nba player
2: <laughs> i get it yeah but I, I mean, that bench. The bench looks, the depth doesn't look as good with Millsap off the bench, and
1: uh, yeah, that's fair. just
2: Barton coming off the bench, he'll give you some quick buckets.
1: I don't know, man. I, I wanna, I wanna say they're just kind of uh, bringing him along slowly because, again, as poorly as they've played at times, they're what are they, second in the West? Uh,
2: second or third, yeah.
1: Second, I mean, yeah. playing on the trash as they've played to be second in the conference, that's that's impressive in itself. It is. Uh, and it shows to the continuity that this team has had for a number of years. But, uh, but again, you, we're talking about these teams with the the implications of how far can they go in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, what is Malone going to do? Just un- unleash Porter in the playoffs? He better. Or they're not. They're going home,
1: <clears throat> which I'm afraid he won't be ready because, you know,
2: he hasn't it, gotten consistent minutes.
1: Right. Yeah. But we'll we'll really see if when this second half of the year hits, if his minutes are going up, 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 up. Okay, then then I see that you had a plan. But if we're if we come back to this in in two three episodes and he's still playing, twenty minutes here, ten minutes there. I mean that's that's just stupid.
2: I mean he he went from 6 minutes sub 6 minutes three games in a row to 19 minutes to 26 minutes and 19 points. I mean I don't it's, understand.
1: Dude, even if he's healthy, that rotation is is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. How can you expect anybody to play well with minutes like that? Right.
2: And and honestly, I mean, that one game, the 25-point game, he's the best rookie in the league. But top to bottom. I mean, Morant's playing the best for his team. If Porter was in, was on the Grizzlies, Porter would probably be averaging 30. Because he'd get as many shots as he wanted to and probably play 30 minutes a game.
1: And he's so under control.
2: And people just cannot guard him. Right. <laughs> that was the... I watched the highlights, like, multiple times, and I'm just like, can anyone stop him? He's too big. When he gets inside, he's too big, and he just lays it up over everybody. His jump shot is... He's got
1: guard perfect. handles, too.
2: He's got guard... That's what I'm saying. He plays two through five. He's 6'10", six, 6'11". Six, I mean, he's... Yeah, man. I... I don't know. I don't understand. I just don't understand. I need... I haven't heard anyone talk about it. They act like he just randomly had a good game and it wasn't if you watch the clips it's not random he's just getting buckets it wasn't like someone like frank jackson who just got hot and just hit a couple of threes you know yeah you know how that happens sometimes or um nick the alexander the other alexander like he just got hot and like just went for 30 no like he was getting straight up buckets I don't understand. You can't shoot 92% from the field and not come back and play 25 minutes the next game. 12 minutes? I don't understand, man. It's, and I, listen, I talk about Porter a lot, but I'm not like a big Porter fan. Like, I have no stock in Porter or the Nuggets. But I just hate seeing someone who's good have their potential wasted on a team that he's clearly top three players on. The same thing with Murray. I don't like Murray. But it just it drives me insane seeing guys who are clearly really good that aren't playing good or aren't being let you know, let loose. Is and as a player, and I'm sure you know Mike, it just
1: feels we've seen it in real life. Yeah, man. And it sucks. It's so hard to overcome that, especially as a player When you have to focus on every mistake you make and you can't play free,
2: it's depressing. And uh, it just sucks seeing it on the Nuggets. Because it happens to somebody every game. And it's because of the depth, I guess. But it's not like anyone gets so hot that they, you know, no one is hot enough that they can't come out the game for someone else who could possibly get hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... I said this for about Budenholzer and the Hawks. He managed to have everyone on the team had 15 points a game, seemed like. The whole team. Heinrich, Joe, Jamal, uh, Josh Smith, Horford, everyone had 12 or 15 points. Teague, every single game. Somehow. But
1: uh, Malone, he has a team that could do that. And at times easily. they do but right. at times at- that like that completely dies. Yeah. And they just kind of I hate that they they fall back on just Murray and Jokic playing like two man game. And it's yeah. like where what happened to the ball movement?
3: Yeah.
1: And I think but
2: the crazy thing is they do do the two man game but like neither of them take the shots. It's kind of weird. It's like they they run the play of them playing two man. And then when it gets to like six seconds on the shot clock, they just pass it to somebody and they're supposed to shoot it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause they rely on the two man game and Jamal Murray still only takes 10 shots in the game. So it's like, well, what are you, what are you really doing? Uh, I mean, he got the extension, so he's going to be there for a long time. So I don't want to keep talking about him because we'll just talk about him every week for, years but i don't know why i'm the only one who sees it as a problem so i don't know man it's weird to me and they're not gonna succeed that way i
1: can't wait to see what they look like in the playoffs i
2: wouldn't agree but
1: you know what i wouldn't be surprised if this team makes a little bit of a move uh coming up with the free agency
2: I think they could but I don't know you know I don't know oh let me let me say the stat I sent it to you but I didn't bring it here regarding Jamal Murray so I did some digging and uh, of all the players in the league who have had over 40 I believe it was 42 points in the last two seasons only two players take less shots than Murray two that means you know i I don't remember how many players it was. I think it was like twelve and he's you know he's tenth in shots out of the twelve. and <laughs> the two players are Derek Rose and Jamal Crawford, who's not even in the league. Come on man, and Derek Rose comes off the bench. everyone else on the everyone else who has had forty two or more in the last two seasons. Takes at least eighteen shots a game. As it was Booker, it was you know obviously Harden. There was, uh, um, I think George had one. There was Greek Freak. Um, you know, it's a, a lot of guys. There's some guys that weren't even that good, but I mean Mitchell was on there, of course. It and, and Murray is there almost last. Basically last. He's the last. He looks
1: uncomfortable out there.
2: He does, because then he looks like, well, should I shoot or should I not? I see sometimes, and I in the Porter highlight specifically, sometimes Porter was taking a shot, and Murray was there wide open with his hands up, and you know that my hands were up, and then when you make the shot, he just drops his hands. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. I mean, in Porter's case, Porter was taking all really good shots, obviously. He shot 92% from the field. But that happens other times when it's Harris or when it's... Will Barton, who's notorious for taking bad shots. And, you know, Murray's like, well, man, you know, what am I supposed to do? So, I just thought that was an interesting stat, that he's 10th among people who have had 42 points or more in the last two seasons. And only people lower than him are not starting or not playing
1: in the league. Yeah, I I mean... I'm not as stressed about the number of shots he gets, but I just don't like the kinds of shots he gets.
2: It's bad, yeah. They don't get him good shots
1: at all. Yeah, and that to me, that's a problem.
2: It is. And it's ugly. It makes the game look ugly. It makes your playing look ugly.
1: I will say, since we've been completely negative as far as the Nuggets go, uh, Jokic <laughs> is back. Oh, yeah, he is. That's one thing that's, that as they've kind of started to struggle a little bit, uh, he's kind of picked it up, which I love to see.
2: Mm-hmm. That's it, though, right?
1: <laughs> Unfortunately. I mean, Grant's is a premier. He's, he's, oh, he's a flawless fit. Yeah, he is.
2: I think Grant basically can fit on every team, too. He's just one of those guys. Good. He's a good player. He plays the kind of ball that everyone needs right now. You know the Draymond kind of game? Yeah. I'm on the break, I can handle it a little bit. I can pass it, I can catch the lobs, I can hit the open threes. Yeah, He's ultimate role player. Freak
1: athlete too. That helps with a lot of those things.
2: Yep. Yeah. Great shot blocker. Good timing. Um okay. What about other teams?
1: Um I got to say uh Harden had a pretty big game against Philly a little while back. What did he get? Uh, it was like the, it was a big triple double, like 40, 11, and eleven. I think his first one oh, of the season. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. What you're talking uh,
1: about. and that was a huge game because they both teams are really kind of struggling, uh, looking for a signature win.
2: It was against who? Uh, Philly. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, mm-hmm. and
1: you know, we again, Houston, we've been pretty much consistently critical of. Uh, but I I really like how he played in that game yeah and if he's if he continues to make quick decisions like I don't need you playing with the ball you could score it in like four dribbles mm-hmm. and he just like when he doesn't make it stagnant when he when he's quick with the moves or when he's quick with his shots everybody else plays better yeah there's less standing around Westbrook has more energy guys shoot the ball better. I uh, just. I hope he yeah, you, figures that out.
2: You have to play with a certain tempo to get the best out of Westbrook, for sure. Yeah,
1: and when and when Harden in general plays with like good energy on both ends, obviously he's not a defensive stopper, but when he plays with energy, it feeds into the other guys. Yeah, it does. Like I don't need, dude. Okay, you're getting double teamed, so that means you can't cross half court. Like, I still need you to move and be an active basketball player. Just just because you're getting double-teamed means you're just not going to play?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, come on. It, it, hopefully he understands that.
2: Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. I, I want the Rockets to be good because I want the league to be competitive there, you know? I, I mean, I think the Rockets help the West – Being competitive. When the Rockets aren't good, the West has a rough time, you know. Yeah. Um Plus I want to see Harden in the playoffs. I like seeing Harden in the playoffs, good or bad.
1: Yeah, man, I I would love for Harden to kind of, you know, do what cousin Kirk Cousins did and you know prove people wrong.
2: Harden is so spoiled, man. He don't he don't care about anything. Yeah, I don't think he does. Yeah, that's the worst. I mean that's the tough part about him. Um,
1: money mellow. Huh? Got to get into Mello? money mellow. Oh yeah, the game winner. Vintage.
3: Yeah,
2: that was nice. He's really bitter. nice.
1: Hey man, I want to. I forgot who I saw point this out about uh, him in Portland. Portland is letting him play Carmelo Anthony basketball. Yeah. This this idea that he needs to change into a spot up shooter, which which I think we both were kind of with, like we kind of followed that logic, uh-huh. just because just because you have to do that to fit with guys. Yeah, uh, that's it's not his game. It's, it's not. It's just not. And you can't ask a thirty something year old player who's dominated one way to all of a sudden be a different player. Right. And I think in Portland, we are seeing what he should have kind of become, which is less volume, but you're still getting the same kind of shots. Uh, you're still kind of taking advantage of mismatches. And, and again, he's showing that he belongs in the league.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's no way anyone should have should have said that he doesn't belong in the league at all. But yeah, how he belonged in the league was, this is that's where he's really, really proving us, proving people wrong. I thought he'd be okay, but you know I understand why other people did not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I couldn't argue against. I couldn't argue for him really. Um, yeah. I couldn't argue against people who thought he wouldn't fit at all.
1: I'm happy he's getting to play his game. Yeah, me too. And there, and that was a big win for them because that a that like lower playoff seating right now. Mm-hmm. Is up in the air Like there's like Five teams fighting For that eighth spot Yeah Uh. So if Portland Again If Portland can knock out A couple big wins And just kind of Start playing better They could be fine Yeah I still don't like What I'm seeing from them But uh, Let me ask you this win, A win is a win
2: Let me ask you this Um, Like how long does utah like go with the conley experiment
1: uh the rest of the year and is it might be
2: <laughs> terrible fit you know what the problem is it just it took the ball out of Donovan's hands when he's not someone that like that should be happening with, you know? And Conley's not a good enough off the ball scorer for that. And it's kind of it comes back to the point I brought up about LeBron and Rondo, why they can't really exist on the court together because they're both point guards. Really. Just plain and simple. I mean, Mitchell's not a point guard, but in this situation, he's a ball dominant player. He is a He's a good distributor when he has to be. And it's just hard for two good distributors to play together at the same time. Just straight up, you know? Um, And that's all Conley is, which is the other issue. And this is why I thought maybe like when Ball and LeBron did play together, it worked. Because Ball can catch lobs. You know, he's not a good spot-up shooter, but he'll hit an open three sometimes. Um, and he makes The third pass Because LeBron's pass is usually the last pass Because clearly he's an assist Guy I mean everyone knows that Right. But Ball could make that next pass You know LeBron <sniffs> Passes it to Ball cutting Ball kicks it out to the corner or Something like that And that's something Mitchell could do But Mitchell has to be the LeBron In this situation And Conley if conley doesn't have the ball and he's not distributing he's not good you know it's it's just plain and simple he's just there and i like conley but gotta be honest it doesn't look good at all it doesn't look good when he has to be the distributor number one and mitchell is like you know the less mitchell has the ball the. Less uh, successful they are as a team at this point.
1: Uh, I see it a little bit differently, good. and I hate to say it because I was so I thought it was such a good move. Uh, but I'm am a man enough I'm man enough to admit when I'm wrong, and, and, and frankly, Conley looks washed. <laughs> like to me, to me, you're overcomplicating what the problem is, and. I don't disagree with you. I do think like what everything you said has been an issue as far as taking the ball out of Mitchell's hands. But it's but you think it's Conley's just not good? It's yeah, it's Conley playing like shit. Because <laughs> the idea is you're taking the ball from Mitchell's hands to take pressure off of him. You gotta put it in you gotta give it to a player who's gonna make things happen. Right. Like Bogdanovich doesn't make plays for others, but Bogdanovich will get you a bucket. Right. Uh, but Conley, like they are giving him the ball, and he's just doing nothing. He's getting difficult shots. He's not. He's shot the ball like trash all year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened to his creative float finishes that haven't been going in. Right. And and he's just playing. He's not even the same defender that I remember him being.
2: I definitely agree with that.
1: And now that I, as I look back on it. Conley's been hurt the last two years, so I really should have been more prepared for this.
2: And was he hurt? I mean, was he, like, hurt enough to not come back from?
1: What he he hurt with? He had the Achilles, like, not tear, but uh, sprain or whatever it was. Oh, okay. So he had that, like, non-surgery Achilles injury, but that took, Mm -hmm. like, so many months. Yeah. Uh, For him to heal. But, and again, like, you know, you don't want to... Achilles injuries for 30-plus-year-olds, it's not easy to come back from.
2: Right. Especially when your game is you being speed and... Right. You know, former long jump champion and all that, like his dad and stuff. I mean, that's his... His athleticism is such a big part of his game.
1: Yeah. And it just... I still I still want the ball not to just live and die in Mitchell's hands. Oh, I agree. It shouldn't. But if Conley's going to play like trash, I mean, how can I not expect that? Right.
2: And that's the big issue. If Conley's not going to do anything with the ball. Exactly. <laughs> then what's the point of him having it? I got you. Yeah.
1: So hopefully, I mean, but- gonna, they got to stick it out the year. I was, they, I was shocked they gave up on Jeff Green as early as they did
2: yeah I was too I think that's that was kind of crazy maybe Jeff had more going on because I don't understand that really because what did they get in return nothing what do they have I mean what are they using instead of Jeff Green
1: I couldn't tell you
2: yeah I don't know who their other power forward is maybe, is maybe
1: they're kind of uh, opening up the game for Ingles, who's been a little bit better lately.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I don't know, man. They just they they look the same that they as they did last year, and I really don't like that because you changed players. Yeah, don't, they
2: don't even look as good as they did last year. Yeah, you? but
1: they look because it's predictable.
2: Oh, Clarkson, that might be part of the uh, the Jeff Green thing.
1: Maybe, but. I just I don't like that they look like they came out of this offseason as if they're the same team that they were last year. Right. Which to me, uh, we got to start looking at Dan Snyder or Quinn Snyder, Dan Snyder, Quinn Snyder, who in the past has done a great job. Uh, yeah, but when he's team, the man. when he's the one who's starting to hold you back, and I don't know that that's the case, but it kind of seems like it.
2: Honestly, it's starting to seem to me that it might not have been him that was doing a good job and he just had some really good players. Right. I mean, there's no way he, when he got Mitchell, the day they drafted Mitchell, he knew Mitchell was going to be what he was going to be because he's the only one on the planet that did. You know? Him and Mitchell, I guess. So, I I don't know. But I, I get it. I get why they would look at him and say, okay, well, like, what's going on? we got you a team and Clarkson actually is the opposite of Conley and what we were saying because Clarkson is a bucket I mean like if you give him the ball when he doesn't have the ball he's still a threat for a bucket he runs really well runs the break well he shoots well you know he cuts well he's gonna be him and Mitchell be good together on the court I think
1: and Mitchell's starting to figure out how to play with Conley. Yeah. Like he's still finding a way to eat with Conley because I think they're starting to realize that Conley is just not what they expected him to be. Right, and that's tough, man. I, like I said, I I really thought that was the key for them. Like just another quality guard who just opens up the game for others.
2: I definitely thought he was going to be an upgrade. But
1: when you're me. not when you're not doing what I expected you to do, I. What can I say? Yeah.
2: Um, you know what, man? I realized, and I watched, this is actually, I was going to say this before last night, actually, believe it or not, but D Rose does not get enough credit for his being clutch. Like he's a all time clutch point guard. He's at some major game winners, major clutch shots and major clutch plays. Um, I mean, he's not a not the shooter that Lillard is or Steph, obviously, but looking back on it, he's hit some like he hit crazy game shots. winning floaters. Yeah. That one in New York, I mean he hit one on uh, the Bucks, obviously he hit the floater last night.
1: He had that not. really high floater over Pal Gasol uh it was a season opener a while back. It was like a decade ago, but
2: Against the when Paul was on the Lakers? Yeah,
1: coming off his M V P year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then they got pal the year after that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he hit some. He's major clutch, and I don't think he gets that much credit for it. But I I noticed that um, it was actually, I think three days ago I was looking at, I, the decade things came up, and it was like the best plays, mm. the Bulls' best plays of the decade.
1: Oh yeah, so he's got to have most of them.
2: And it was one from every year, so like. He did have most of them, and he, Jimmy had a couple, but yeah, and a lot of his were buzzer beaters. So I am like, man, I forgot he—and game winners. forgot he used to give game winners I remember he at g- bank on Cleveland.
1: Oh, yeah. That was tough. I thought that was the end of LeBron's uh, LeBron's reign, man. Should have I was been. getting so excited after that game. And LeBron had—that oh, Game 4 was one of the most trash playoff games ever.
2: That's the one that when LeBron hit the game. Yeah, first. it was
1: like 85, 86. Oh, it was such the, a fucking mess.
2: The Bulls, I mean, Rose, I don't think Rose could have done any more than he did and Butler. They, everyone else either got hurt or...
1: That last that last game, I remember when Della Vadova emerged. Uh, I I was mad at Rose for that one.
2: Yeah, but that was after, what, Powell... Blew his knee out or something. Taj Gibson got ejected and got suspended. Yeah. Joachim got ejected. Like they, everybody was like getting out of the game, and then it was only Rose and Butler. Like it was two on five <laughs> for a while. I don't even remember everyone else they had. Corver maybe, but can you anyway. imagine
1: if Lou Deng and Jimmy Butler found a way to kind of both play at their peak in Chicago? Yeah. That would have been crazy with D-Rose. Even if D-Rose was like 2014 D-Rose, that would have been yeah, crazy. I mean,
2: if if they had managed to keep everyone on the court that year against the Cavs, the Warriors would have been in for a really good series. Yeah, I mean, have, Steph trying to stop D-Rose? I don't know.
1: You mean Clay? Well, <laughs> you know right. Steph is hiding on... Uh, he
2: didn't have anyone to hide on, and that. Yeah, Luol
1: Deng had been there. It wouldn't, because they usually had some trash like shooting guard. Like they used to start Ronnie Brewer for a while.
2: Yeah, but they had Jimmy.
1: They, I remember they. Clay used,
2: had to be on Jimmy.
1: Bro, oh, they started Keith Bogans in Miami's first uh, big three year.
2: <laughs> Keith Bogans. That should be funny, so man.
1: Trash.
2: <laughs> he was like, like fake. He was like a fake gangster, like he looked scary, but nothing about his game was scary. He was a fake
1: shooter too. He, could, he couldn't really shoot, but they would just put him in the corners for like thirty minutes a night.
2: Yeah, and, and he'd, he'd hit. And he'd get him a wide open shot. Yeah, he
1: hit he'd one he, or two and act like he's a god. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, he was like, um, he was low key. Like before, Beverly emerged as like a defensive stopper. He was him and Bogans were in the same field of yeah. Game but the, the league,
1: the league had room for guys like that ten years ago. Right now, like like matter. Beverly, Beverly to his credit is not just a, a scrapper.
3: Yeah,
2: like he's, he's a not.
1: capable basketball player.
2: He is now.
1: Right, but yeah.
2: Um I think there was one other team I wanted to talk about and oh um the Drummond deals. Um Drummond has come up in trade talks with the Hawks, the Raptors, and the Celtics. And um the Hawks seem to be the the number one because they have they'll probably have the best draft picks to offer for him. Um and it seems like Detroit. That's what Detroit wants. The Spurs are like playing great. DeRozan's has had like 30, four, 30 and four of the last six games or whatever. So I mean, I don't think he's still on the block. So, what do you think? What do you think about the Drummond? Possibly, uh, you know, about Drummond possibly going somewhere.
1: As far as. Atlanta would be the, probably the most exciting
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, fit because that would just turn into a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with him setting screens for Trey Young, whew, uh, that mm-hmm. would be crazy. But but if he found a way to get to Boston and they didn't lose, maybe they lose uh, one of their uh, four guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, that is that is an instant contender.
2: If they don't lose any of the four guys, like I said, they should A just... favorite. Get their ring sizes. Because
1: that's the only thing they're missing. Oh, yeah.
2: They're almost flawless. If they get
1: those four guys and, and Drummond out there at once, that lineup, who's stopping them?
2: The best starting five in the league. And if they keep cancer and have... Smart and Cancer off the bench.
1: Yeah, now their yeah. bench is not you know as bad. And Tice is—I don't mind Tice coming off the bench.
2: Yeah, they gotta give up Tice though.
1: There's no. Oh way. yeah.
2: If they still keep Tice, yeah, Tice coming off the bench too at the four. Yeah, I like that. I mean,
1: I just—I would like to me they—they'd they'd have to lose one of their key guys. Maybe not. Maybe not the big four, but like Marcus Smart would probably be in there.
2: I don't think so. Because who who would Atlanta give Detroit? They're I mean if they're in I'm the I'm assuming
1: talks, they're giving uh I mean they got a they got a lot more available guys than than Boston does, but Reddish, Hunter, uh Huerta. No
2: no the re but what I'm saying is like none of them are as good as one of the four of Celtics. Oh
1: no, yeah, I I will no, agree with that.
2: No two of them. So I mean if the if Detroit is looking for a good you know, if Detroit thinks they can get one of the four Celtics and they're going to Atlanta, you know Well I'm also
1: just, I'm also not familiar with what kind of draft picks the Celtics have to offer. And it could that, if they have a lot of those Right. Yeah, then we're business, man. That would be crazy.
2: And that's what I'm saying. I know that's what I think Atlanta does have to offer is the draft picks for sure. Give two of Atlanta's draft picks up. I mean you're getting lottery. Still, even when they get Drummond. Um, Maybe, you know, for one year. But, yeah. I don't know, man. He could be a game changer for some teams. Not for the Hawks. I don't know why the Raptors want him. But, you know.
1: Gasol Gasol hasn't played in a little while, it seems like.
2: Yeah, Ibaka's been playing well, though.
1: Yeah, but Siakam and Gasol have missed. Both have missed some time at this point.
2: Yeah, they have, and they have still been winning. It. I think Drummond is so outside of their. Like, I think the best thing about the Raptors that everybody's versatile, and Drummond is not
1: right at all. Right. They don't. It's, they don't need him nearly as much as the, the other teams.
2: Yeah, I think if anything, he hurts them more than he helps them, because he. You know. You know what I mean
1: Yeah. So uh,
2: That's all I got man I feel
1: bad for Detroit with the whole Blake having surgery now
2: Yeah possibly Season ending Kyrie might have season ending Surgery
1: Why did it take us Two months to figure out that he needs Season ending surgery
2: I have no idea man And for him to just say oh I can't lift my arm Over my head could you two months ago? Could you 15 games ago? Like you said, what nothing changes that much in that short of a short e- either
1: time. Either nothing changes or y'all been lying to us.
2: And I need to stop with the Kyrie theories, but this is my last one of the year. Um, I think that Kyrie came out this year, was trash. I mean, he was playing well, but the team's trash. Um... And they shouldn't be. So I think... I'm not saying Kyrie isn't hurt. Kyrie is obviously hurt, right? But I think the decision to maybe sit him out for the year... Is because at this point... It's just going to embarrass him. At this point. Not Kyrie. I'm saying from Brooklyn. It's just embarrassing if Kyrie keeps playing and they just keep losing. But now... Let's say he sits out this year. And then you come back with him and Durant out the gates. You say, okay, well, it's a new day. You know, Kyrie really didn't play last year. Didn't really get to mess up the chemistry of the rest of the team. Um, We'll probably get a decent draft pick. And we have Kyrie and Durant coming, starting anew together. You know, getting into the chemistry at the same time. You know what I mean? Because at this point... If they didn't then it would be Kyrie's team and then Durant would just have to be fitted into whatever they were doing. But now it's like I think the bigger change is better than the smaller change, if that makes sense.
1: You know what I mean? Your 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 ideas are operating under the fact that Kyrie Irving is the best guard in Brooklyn right now. <laughs> and I'm not as I'm not so sure about that. <laughs>
2: No, I'm saying Brooklyn believes that Not me But Brooklyn believes if that this so season sure.
1: keeps going, I don't even think they will believe that
2: Well, you know Kyrie's starting next year You know it Yeah, you're probably Kyrie right. would be fire off the bench though On, <laughs> I mean, they're not going to do it But Kyrie off the bench I feel like he would be He probably would get his peak like as far as like overall game not like you know his best scoring but when it comes to how well he plays and performs oh him off the bench would be would be ideal
1: i just it just dude spencer Dinwiddie gets me the same stats that kyrie irving does with half as many dribbles and way more efficient shots
3: yeah he does And,
1: and like you're right about pretty much everything you said. I just I can't I can already imagine watching them next year and getting so frustrated when Kyrie starts fucking it up and Spencer Dinwiddie is just kind of there playing decent basketball like he was prior to Kyrie, you know, yeah. being out of the lineup, yeah, because he is emerging.
2: Yeah, he looked really good.
1: Matter of fact, he's not emerging to me. He's emerged. (laughs) He's he's probably, if he continues what he's doing, he's going to be an all-star. We already know him to be a a top five, six man. Yeah. Uh, And he's only getting better and better, is he not? He is. I just, I hope Brooklyn, I hope Brooklyn doesn't take too long to see it.
2: That reminds me, Lou Williams cannot keep winning a six-man. It's starting to, like, not really be fair. And it's fair, but it's starting to, like, be fake because you know he shouldn't be six-man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, when the six-man is clearly not a six-man, like, Lou is clearly the best guard on the team. It's not even close. And, like, he... I don't know. I, I sound bitter, but it just is kind of crazy to me that he's only six man, like to win six man of the year at this point. That's what it feels like.
1: Yeah. Cause he's playing like, I mean, in the past, he didn't really play starters minutes that much, but right. now he's like, he doesn't come out of the game in the fourth quarter.
2: Since he's been on the Clippers, he's, he's been playing starters minutes. I mean, and Jamal didn't do that. I don't, if I felt like that's really what the rules of being a six-man was before. Like, you weren't supposed to outplay everybody. Or Ginobili should have been winning six-man of the year every year. Well, as far it's kind of like what
1: LeBron had to deal with as far as MVP goes. Like, you know LeBron it could be the MVP every year. But it just... You know, other guys are having better, like, individual seasons.
2: Except it's the opposite, you're saying? Yeah. Because... Lou could win six man of the year every year And they still give it to him And they're going to give it to him this year too Clearly I mean he'd have to stop playing Now I mean Dinwiddie can't Because he's started more games Started too many games Because Kyrie's been gone Um, But yeah and Lou would almost have to just stop playing To not still win six man of the year And to me I mean D. Rose is the best six man in the league right now Actual six man not best player that comes off the bench. That's still Lou, but I mean, D Rose is the best player on the team most nights. Uh, and then Dinwiddie is the best player on the team every night. So I just, it's kind of crazy. Every time,
1: but, every time I want to take a step back and say, like, man, it's, there's no freaking way Spencer Dinwiddie's better than Kyrie Irving. Like you gotta, please don't don't just disregard what I'm saying until you watch him play.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I get
1: it. It's crazy to me, man. I hope he doesn't. I hope he either gets a chance to shine or just go somewhere else. Because I think him yeah. and Durant would be just vicious together. You do? I, I do.
2: Why do you think that?
1: Because they're both, they're both not uh, playmakers for others, but they make the next pass when they have to. Okay, and I also think Dinwiddie is really good at getting in the paint as a guard.
2: You think him? You think Dinwiddie and Durant Would be better than Irving and Durant? Yeah.
1: Okay. Because I I know Dinwiddie again. It's I get the same production, but in way more efficient ways. Like <laughs> Dinwiddie is gonna if he's open, he's shooting it. If or he's gonna make a quick move to get open. Yeah. Kyrie Irving's gonna play with the ball And now you got Durant standing around With Dinwiddie, Durant doesn't stand around as much
2: I tell you what man I would be such a wild GM Cause I'd be trading guys all the I time I know <laughs> Kyrie would already have been gone I know For me It's easy As soon as the um, uh, What is it? 60 day rule Or whatever now or thirty, you can only be traded thirty days after you sign yeah. a deal or something. As soon as that's up, oh, it's free reign. Get out of here! People are getting traded. Lonzo would have been traded. Um, you know, I definitely would have traded half the guys off the bench on the Celtics, if not all of them, other than Smart. Like, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand why they don't, because just image wise, and you're supposed to give guys a chance, and also. You know, if I haven't seen the guy play, then I'm not gonna. Other teams aren't gonna trade for him. You know,
1: (laughs) not enough, not enough. Uh, people learn from that Josh Smith incident. Which one? The Detroit. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like sometimes I financially, it's not the right move.
2: Mm But
1: addition by subtraction, you just sometimes it's it's not it doesn't work.
2: Yeah. Yep. LeBron's done it. I mean, Rose. He had Rose, and Rose was playing well, actually, when he played for like six games. Boom, gone.
1: Yeah.
2: Crowder gone half the season. Isaiah. I'm really, gone, I'm really excited
1: season. for Brooklyn as far as KD coming back. You are because I think Prince right now is playing a little bit too many minutes. <laughs> uh, you know,
2: like as far as how he's playing or is his energy.
1: Just as far as like how he's playing, okay. Like I just he's out there. I don't mind him starting, but him being out there forty plus minutes, it it just it's not cutting it. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen Brooklyn that much, but uh, getting Lavert back hopefully will fix some of that. But we'll see. And they are a potential playoff team. Yeah, they are. Obviously we're not expecting him to do damage in the playoffs. But if, if Dinwiddie comes into the playoffs and makes noise, Brooklyn's gonna have to have a serious look at where they want to go in the future.
2: Come on, man. We all we know you know good and well Kyrie is not leaving Brooklyn.
1: Dude, you know, when you said early in the year that Kyrie was not gonna play a game with Durant. Yeah, I did. I thought you were just out of your mind (laughs) and I I told I told my friend that I told my friend that like shortly after we had that episode
3: Uh
2: and my
1: friend had the exact same reaction that you're out of your mind yeah and about uh, a week and a half ago I came back to that conversation with my friend and you know what he said he said you know what your friend might be on with something (laughs)
3: Yeah, man.
2: I mean, at this point, the fact that they've been confident with him all this time is why I don't think it's going to happen. Not because I don't think it should happen, because I still think it should, but they've been riding with him, man. Even though he's been... Whatever is going on, they have seemed to have his back, so I don't think they're going to let him go.
1: I'm, I'm happy. I think him
2: playing... this. But this is why I think he's not playing. I think him not playing gives them the excuse to say oh we haven't you know we haven't gotten the chance to really see Kyrie." you know what i'm saying yeah because if he was playing and playing like he was playing earlier and they were still trash then they'd have to say okay well you know you know what i mean the pressure would be there for them to say well we might have to make a change but now there's no pressure he's not even playing so who can really tell them that they need to make a change
1: yeah that that that's a built in excuse that the public will go with but I've seen enough. <laughs> I saw I saw Spencer closing games when Kyrie was still out there. Oh yeah. So I've seen again I'm not I don't need Spencer Dinwiddie to be Kyrie Irving. Right. But I don't need the headache that is Kyrie Irving. Right. So we'll see.
2: All right, um, I do have a gem today, um, but I'll just I'll save it for next time. Just get out of here with a throwback. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about sports? Or
1: uh, not sports. Uh, I I usually like to shout out a show or movie or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I got hip to Mandalorian. Yeah. Dude, all all my problems with Star Wars gone. Fire. So, dude forget i it pissed me off that i got this last three episodes that i did i would have paid for three seasons of mandalorian over the last five years
2: <laughs> yeah i'm with you
1: on that dude it, it's for sure it is one of the best shows i've seen in a while
2: you like it like that yeah
1: okay and it's it's because it's uh it's very basic as far as kind of the 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 storyline and just kind of where the show seems to be going.
2: Yeah, I like how, you know, his interactions are very natural.
1: Mm-hmm. You've seen all it's the not, episodes?
2: Not all of them. Okay. But, um, opposed to the movies where, like, sometimes they go places and you don't know why. Yeah. This is, it's very clear what's going on. It's very clear why he talks to people, like that kind of stuff. I like that. Um,
1: and they do—they do, so. they do a, such a good job of making him interesting enough to where you're kind of invested in what's going on. Yeah. Because their move, yeah. as far as like his character storyline, uh, these first episode, eight episodes move at like a snail's pace for me. Right. As far as because I'm—I'm not like a Star Wars nerd. I really had no clue about any of the stuff that we're getting in this.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and it's just—it's made it that much better for me, man. Yeah, like this is the that. this is the first time I've been excited about a Star Wars like thing in so long, <laughs> so long.
2: Yeah, me too. Actually, uh, I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I'm big enough to appreciate when they do something right. All right, um, so we'll be back next week. Uh, you, you got anything else? That's it.
1: Uh, we'll have a, probably a good amount of music next week. Uh, I'll have the Young Thug thing that came out at the end of the year. Oh, the deluxe. Yeah, I'll also have uh Travis Scott's little thing, his little band thing,
2: the Jack Boys.
1: Uh, and I think Moneybag Yo is coming. Either maybe maybe this weekend.
2: I think Party Next Door is coming too.
1: Oh yeah, I'm definitely yeah. getting that.
2: Either this one or next one, uh,
1: so, one of the next. So two or and, three and I'll MV try times. to get something surprising in there, something you know, random. Yeah, I've I've been kind of out of it with music the last couple weeks. Just haven't really. After the lists, I kind of just when I do listen to music, I just go back to the shit I like from this past year.
2: Yeah, so. I get I get that. All right, I'm um, gonna take it back to 2011. The game. Um, this is Mama Knows and we'll see you guys next time
0: Told me to stay away from them niggas Chill, Mama told me she had a K for them niggas Chill, Mama told me she'd go to date for them niggas But my grandmother told me that she would pray for them niggas They just young, black, and ignorant Lustin' over models and them Benjamins Got the game twisted like what? Licorice when I was rocking lotto's moving packs up McDonald's She was looking for me Pulled up in that old El Eldorado I was running around with chicks chasing new black wheels Why would I do that still? That's what got Tupac killed But I used that still Cause I would do that deal Screw the muzzle and potatoes Of that new Mac what did I learn? Nothing. My pop smoking sure and bluffing. Beating on my mom's like a head was a percussion. Tap, tap, my four or five knocking on your window. She said it would be days like this for real. Drop the instrumental. Yes, sir. Falls. used to watch magic he showed me how to ball Mines working late night to get our plate right had some older brothers all we did was smoke and play fight wish i can go back to them days cause streets don't play right some niggas hard other niggas was the kid and play tight. but that ain't stop me pretending i was apollo from rocky working on my dick game now nobody want to box me Pick and choose, stick and move. So many dudes ended up with sleeping bags on late night news, but not my mama's son. Known around the hood for serving customers. She appin' in my ear, but it's louder than the muffler. But I didn't listen to her. Wish I would have trusted her. Wish I had a shovel. Be digging both of my brothers up. Like, here, hug them one last time. Put a chain on both of them niggas. They get one last shine. recognize a king cause it's my town word to my mother you can't throw up your rock now got off the beef shit cause I ain't trying to see my mama in all black right there crying over hard facts now she gotta turn in all her cars and get a house back never she carried me for nine months so she can have whatever clever she taught me how to shoot Berettas told me that I'd be a king so R.I.P. to Coretta if you don't understand that then refer to my letter why I sprinkle niggas with platinum from my last album got the check so I signed on the X like Malcolm riding through the hood you hate niggas like how come that nigga Game got it. Heard He's selling talcum. Either way, Playboy, check it. This is the outcome. You might not like it, but my mama's psychic. Why you niggas twisted like the top of a sidekick? Laid out.